0: Hey everybody, have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew,
1: insert player name here,
0: was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB. PGA or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus. On your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Podcast ROOM303. 303. 303. This is episode 44. I'm your host, Jermaine Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moraghan. How are you doing today? Chachi Chacherson? All is bleak and dark. <laughs> Says the Panthers fan.
0: I'm back to my old ways of sports betting. The Panthers got beat by the 4-8 Broncos. Actually, so uh, I sent this to Nevada during the game. So the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos met in 2015, the Super Bowl, right? Since that time, The Denver Broncos are 31 and 45, and they have had nine starting quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers are 33 and 43, and have had seven starting quarterbacks. Only one of them has made a playoff appearance since then.
1: Damn. That's wild. Yeah. Is that the so who made the playoff appearance? Broncos, the Panthers. That was the Panthers. That was when the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints all made it from the same division.
0: Yeah, and they got waxed by the Saints.
1: Yeah, that was the year the, the Saints Third got ra- that was the Saints got robbed by the uh by the Rams, Vikings, the Rams. Oh, that, no, that was the Vikings year. Yeah, the Minneapolis Miracle. That was that was it. Yep. All right, so we're going to start the podcast off with uh, a Nick Talks Out of His Ass. Last week, we – or, yeah, last week, we didn't give the trivia answer. So we asked, who holds a single-game rookie rushing record? That would be Adrian Peterson, 296 yards in 2007.
0: People were reaching out to me and saying that you, uh, you went full Steve Smith at the – uh Stephen A. Smith at the end of uh, last, last podcast. Why? They said those. Uh, they said we. I shouldn't let you drink Long Island's anymore because it brought out the devil in you. <laughs>
1: Why? Wow, what did I say at the end the last podcast?
0: Have you not listened to it yet?
1: No. What did it say?
0: Dog, you need to go back and listen to the end of of last week's podcast. What did I say? Get it, get it like ten minutes from the beginning. It was it was a rant against Coach K. And and you know how it was going to be a great rant because he started it like this. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant about this guy. I'm not going to rant about this motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, fuck Coach
1: K, bro. Uh,
0: fuck him. Brought to you by, brought to you by uh, Cutthroat or whatever you were drinking.
1: <laughs> Cutwater. Long Island Cut. IP. Made That's with right. real spirits. 13.2%.
0: <laughs> Drink possibly, everybody. Or else you'll end up ranting about fucking Coach K for – Ten minutes.
1: Fuck Coach K, bro. He's so spoiled. He thinks he can just have it his way all the time. This isn't fucking Burger King, bro.
0: That's essentially what your rant was, but let me not let me not get you spun up this uh this week again.
1: We're not the the way- today's podcast is brought to you by Cores Banquet, brewed with 100 uh-huh. percent Rocky Mountain water since 1873.
0: I mean, what's you could not have you could not have a better sponsor for the podcast. I would love to say drink responsibly, but you should have as many of these as your body allows. Obviously, don't drive because you're a moron if you drink and drive. But
1: <laughs> what's your percentage on this? How come it doesn't say?
0: Uh they're fine. No, they're like four point two.
1: No, it's five percent. Found it.
0: Oh uh, well, ah. I mean, like. It, let, let's let's just take a minute for for Coors Banquet
1: Love. It's the greatest beer on planet Earth. It's a pretty terrific beer. Greatest beer, though? Are you kidding me? In, in, the, in, in the in the arena, in the arena with craft beer, and you're gonna yes. say, "All right, well, you're full yes. of shit." Then you're full of shit. Okay. On to All the right, next well. trivia question. So this week's trivia question, without ridiculous. the without the answer, which will be provided at the end of the podcast, God willing. Unless the Cutwater makes an appearance. And fill off. <laughs> who was the last team in a five-week period to go 5-0 and straight up, but 0-5 against the spread, other than the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs? And the answer is, so Major League Baseball had some news this week.
0: Yeah, so the Cleveland Indians will be changing their name starting next year. So actually, I, I, I guess since next year hasn't started yet, starting two years from now.
1: Yeah, they said uh, they, they might change it this year, but I think it came out already and said they aren't going to be able to do it in time because they already have to print the jerseys and all that stuff. Yeah, so
0: they, they already printed the jerseys. They already printed – well, we'll probably see a lot more of just the C logo this year, like the Block C, uh, and maybe a lot more a lot more throwback jerseys from from Cleveland or or a lot of jerseys that say Cleveland on them and not Indians. They've already announced that they won't be calling themselves the tribe or my personal favorite, the Cleveland baseball team.
1: God, I wish they would do the second one. Although the tribe would be a great name.
0: Tribe would be a great name, but they're probably gonna do some dumb thing like the
1: Cleveland Kalamazus.
0: Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> what about I don't they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I, I I it has to be the Cleveland Steamers, right?
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
0: Don't put it up to the fans because it's going to be the Cleveland it Steamers.
1: It will be the Cleveland Steamers. I think I think it should be the Cleveland Harambes.
0: Just to poke fun at, at uh, traditional rival Cincinnati
1: absolutely bro you gotta go with the Rambes and then you can do the dicks out celebration bro
0: yeah let's change it from a what's let's, let's change it from a uh, potentially not politically correct name to a celebration in which everyone in the stands digs their dicks out
1: yeah and then what you do is you give women like fake dicks fake dicks and they can whip those out too bro and they can start hitting dudes with them yeah
0: <laughs> Equal that we here at the we here at the Cleveland Harambes are an equal opportunity dick baseball team.
1: Speaking of dicks, I don't know how to transition that. I just wanted to say Yeah, that, that was <laughs> <laughs> so major European league wide weirdness. You wanted to take us through this real quick? Yeah, so it was
0: just interesting to me because you know, a third of the a third of the Premier League season is done right now. Right, 12 twelve, twelve match days are done. There's thirty-six in a season. And so it just I, I remember looking at I remember seeing the table on Instagram the other day and thinking, Wow, well, I mean, we buried Tottenham last year. They were even or they, they were even a subject of one of our trivia questions that like they haven't won the league in like 67 years or something. Yeah. Right. They hurt us because obviously the Tottenham Football Club is an avid listener of this podcast.
1: Yeah, Jose what? Mourinho, a yeah. big, a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of his.
0: A big listener. I'm. I'm. He's a big fan of us. Is, I, yeah. I think
1: that's why he signed Gareth Bale. Yeah, he called but the, me up but and the, asked me.
0: He called you up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I told him, "Are you paying for this international phone call?" First thing and I said, said to him, He said, no, I I can't afford it.
0: I can afford. I can afford."
1: No, he speaks pretty good English, but we just buried him.
0: Oh no, oh, no. I can't afford. Oh no, um, oh no, Hotspur. <laughs> oh no, oh got, got to go going through tunnel. Um, so the top five right now in the English Premier League. Did I just say English? It, the top five in the English Premier League are Tottenham with 25 points, Liverpool with 25 points. Leicester with 24 points, Southampton with 23, and Chelsea with 22. If you are up on your EPL knowledge, Jermaine and all the folks listening, that means that if the season ended today, again, I I ranted about this last – I'm going to be a hypocrite because I I ranted about if the season ended today last week. (laughs) To be a a hypocrite. Scenario
1: season, baby
0: scenario season. If, if the season ended today, Chelsea would not be in the Champions League. They would be in
1: Europa. Despite having the second-best goal differential in the English Premier League right now. Good so rating. That's because they're a sorry squad. So I
0: said, well, I wonder if this represents a trend. And I found a, a, a lot of weirdness in the top European leagues. In the Bundesliga, Bayern Leverkusen is top of the table. Bayern is one point behind. Borussia Dortmund is fifth and they just fired their coach because in the their first 11 games of the season they only got 19 points. Right? That sounds like a lot to some clubs, but not for Dortmund who's consistently one two or three. Right? Moving to uh La Liga, Real Sociedad and Atletico are 4 points clear of Real on on top of the league. Barcelona is 8 Right? We talked about Barcelona and their money struggles. That could be playing it. That could be playing a role. Uh, well, in,
1: they also told a bunch of good players to kick rocks. No doubt.
0: In Serie A, Milan is three points clear of Inter Milan, and Juventus is fourth, five points behind the group. Now they did lose Ronaldo for a little bit to COVID. Uh, uh, you know, probably two weeks of games. Right, that, that makes a difference. Uh. And they're probably the most likely, them and PSG are probably the most likely teams to bounce back and and be leading this group. And then speaking of PSG, PSG is third in League One with Lyle and Lyon atop the group.
1: Yeah. So I know you said PSG is one of the more likely, and I'm going to have to agree with you. Like it is probably one of the more likely, but Neymar just went down for three weeks. So people are going to have to really step up so we'll see what happens here i think the biggest surprise on this list is that uh manchester united is eighth (laughs) you didn't even mention them (laughs) i had to bring them up dude
0: is it a big
1: surprise no not really but we're dude here's the thing (laughs) we've only played 11 games and we have 20 points right now so if we're if we win our next game Right at the midway mark, technically we'd be tied with Southampton, and then it would come down to goal differential.
0: So you just used a metric that I used to say Dortmund just fired their coach. That you have, <laughs> you have twenty points in eleven games.
1: No, I'm not advocating for to keep our coach. I'm just saying that we've only played eleven games, and Southampton has played twelve, and they only have twenty three, and we have twenty. That's only a three-point difference in one game, which can be made up in one game.
0: I want to see Tottenham after all the shit we talked about. I want to see them end the
1: season. I want to see Leicester win it all. Fuck it. I want to see Southampton pull this out, bro.
0: Hmm. I I mean, it would be entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
1: Alright, so UCL and Europa did their draws. And uh UCL actually gave us some pretty good um pairings, to be honest, in my well, in my opinion. I think we've got a lot of interesting matchups. Uh what do you what do you think is your most interesting matchup out of the round of 16? Atalanta and real.
0: Atalanta and real. I uh think that Atalanta after the performance that they put on last year and the way Real Madrid is playing this year, this is a trap game for Real Madrid.
1: Uh yeah, so I'm actually really surprised that Real did as well as they did to get into the round of 16. I was I was kinda I kind of wanted to bet that they wouldn't, which is kind of foolish based on the talent and money, coaching, blah blah blah. But I think you might be right on this one. I actually really like I like two matchups. I like Leipzig versus Liverpool cuz RB Leipzig has been playing pretty good ball and for some reason I feel like Liverpool has been playing a lot of rescue victory from the jaws of defeat games where Salah has to <laughs> use his wicked golden boot to to save them from what would be a loss of points. And then secondly, I like Atleti versus Chelsea.
0: I can see both of them looking like trap games for the, for the English premier league squads.
1: Cause you, you got to imagine the EPL teams are favorites. I haven't looked at odds, so I don't, I don't know for a fact, but you'd have to imagine those are favorites. And, Atleti is always so dangerous in um, Champions League. They always go far. Coach always finishes really, really well. Despite you know people always saying that he needs to get fired and he's overachieving and they are selling their best players. And Chelsea, who could, who could that possibly be, Jermaine? <laughs> and and Chelsea, you know they just spent a lot of money. They're trying to get rid of Giroud. Chelsea and buys all of Atletico's
0: best players,
1: and it, yeah, that's true. That's another good point. Like there is a lot of this should be a very interesting, very very interesting matchup. When does when do these games get played? Do you know that? I I don't.
0: I, I maybe it's February. I think we have to wait until February for it. I I think it's really funny that I I, I looked at this round of sixteen draws as soon as it came out. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that what we just mentioned, this major European league weirdness. In what universe would you have guessed two years ago that we wouldn't be talking about a Barca-PSG matchup in the round
1: of 16 as the best matchup? Yeah, it's just Barca doesn't look very good. PSG,
0: yeah, I, I think PSG is going to murder him.
1: P S G and and it was weird. I read it. I read an article and it was just like, here's why P S G is the slight favorite. I was just like, slight favorite, slight favorite. I was just like, they're about to be the reason why Messi leaves Barca, bro. No
0: doubt for P S G.
1: So uh, first first set of games is two sixteen and two seventeen, and then second set of games is two twenty three two twenty four. So in February. And if back, to Gir- back and if Giroud, well, it's two games a day. So, like on two sixteen, you have Leipzig, Liverpool, and Barca. I, I know, but like,
0: but like, it's very weird that you have uh, consecutive weeks with Champions League.
1: No, it's always how it's done. We just had that with the last with the last uh, fixtures in the group stage. It was back to back weeks. So match day 5 and 6 is back to back, match day 3 and 4 is back to back, match day 1 and 2 is back to back. So it's going to do the same thing with with the uh, with the group stages. But then there's a long break in between that. So like we had we had 12 9 and 12 8, you know, and then we had 12 2 and 12 uh, 1. That's a, that's a usually how that's usually how the UCL plays it because they always break the clubs in that time so that they can play UCL.
0: There is a chance that I see all of the favorites winning, and and all the in Man City, Bayern, Chelsea, Liverpool, Juventus, PSG, Dortmund, and Real advance. Right. And then yeah. there's the 2020, chance, and I could see every single one of the underdogs advancing.
1: Oh my God, could you imagine? could you imagine the sheer chaos that would come out of that? Let me
0: just uh, let, let me just read this to you. Munchen Gladbach, Lazio, Atletico, Leipzig, Porto, Barça, Sevilla, and Atalanta would be the underdogs who advanced.
1: <laughs> who we putting money on, bro? Who are we putting That's money on? Atalanta? Sartha.
0: Uh if if all the underdogs advance, it's gotta be Leipzig, right? They were a game away from the final last year.
1: I think it has to be Leipzig.
0: And in scenario, if this Atletico. in this scenario that we're creating, I mean it's gotta be a Leipzig Atletico final. Because I'm God right now, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it, would a, it would be a Barca, Atalanta, Atletico, Leipzig final four. I might allow Sevilla to take Barca's place. I could be, I could be persuaded.
1: <laughs> you could be <laughs> persuaded,
0: and I, I, I think looking at the moving on to Europa, looking at the Europa League. I I really don't like any of these games, with the exception of Real Sociedad and Manchester United. That, Does that game you a lot.
1: It fucking makes my asshole pucker, dude. <laughs> it is it is the marquee matchup in the round of thirty two draw, and when I saw it happen, I was just like, "Of course, of course, we got the group of death in Champions League, right? We got RB Leipzig, PSG, and us." not to mention that two of those four teams were in the final four last year but now we're getting Real Sociedad who is hot at the top of La Liga and we have to come I don't even
0: it's not it's not the game you wanted in the round of 32 no, it's a game you wanted it's a game you wanted, in the, it's a game you wanted in the round of 8 could
1: Couldn't i get like red star belgrade or something like come on man like somebody else dude Unreal. Unreal, dude. Everyone else just gets these cake matchups. Roma, Napoli, Leicester. They're all going to get these cake matchups, and Manchester United has to fight tooth and nail just to advance to the round of goddamn 16, dude. Unreal. May I say, since we are a betting podcast, if
0: you guys do not follow a guy named Nigel Seeley on Twitter, Nigel Seeley will give you nine tweets about his premium tennis Champions League and European club soccer betting. However, and he doesn't give picks away. However, one or 10% of the time, one out of every 10 tweet he puts out is a free pick in which he just expresses an opinion. I'm saying this because... Two days ago, he expressed an opinion on the Burnley-Arsenal match and says, I don't think Arsenal will lose. However, minus 270 for Arsenal is far too high. So, being the shrewd better that I am, I instantly bet draw and Burnley win at plus 670.
1: Guess what? it saved
0: my weekend. Burnley beat Arsenal 1-0.
1: Yeah, Arsenal 15th. With,
0: with, get this, Pierre-Emerick oh, Avignon yeah. scoring to beat Arsenal for Burnley. If I would have known, if I would have done a little bit more research to see that he was on the team, I would have put
1: a mortgage payment on him to score. He's one of the – he's such a good goal scorer. It's almost shocking that he's still relegated to Brunley.
0: Well, he was on Arsenal for a while. I know. I know. And then they sent him back.
1: I know. They got rid of him. And and Arsenal can't has, score goals now.
0: Because he's not good enough to crack the main squad, I guess, for Arsenal.
1: And Arsenal can't score goals. And it showed when he was the only one who scored the goal. Wow. I didn't know that dude gave out that pick. I would have rode, cause Arsenal is flat out dog shit this this year, dude. Yes. They, they are fifteenth in the standings right now. I don't know if it's
0: so there was a there was a uh a Instagram story I saw the other day which had um Somebody, some, some football legend, some Arsenal football legend, was invited over to Thier- Thierry Henry's house to watch the Arsenal game.
1: Patrice Evra and Thierry Henry were watching it together. You, you, you saw this, right? Yes. Go ahead. When me.
0: when Thierry Henry turned on the TV, and it was a saw Who Arsenal and saw? Yeah, and saw who Arsenal picked as a captain. What What's his name? Uh, Shaka. Shaka, Shaka,
1: X X H A K A. Uh, I might be saying that wrong, but he's he was so
0: he was so Thierry Henry was so disgusted that they didn't watch the game. (laughs) He's so disgusted that they gave the captain's armband to this guy.
1: He was (coughs) he was, uh. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Albanian. I know that. It's. We I got mean, any Albanian. He, folks out he's there? a Swiss. Well, he's a Swiss professional football player. So he's born in Switzerland. But I guess the name is Albanian, or maybe the first name. Maybe the first name is Albanian. Yeah, it's, it's
0: like Jordan uh, Shakiri. It's
1: uh. It's, it's like, uh yeah, dude, what a name. What a what a callback, dude. So his his name is Granit Zhatka. So it's like D, and then like the lowercase number three, aka. And obviously I don't really speak that language, so I just took my best shot. But I think it's Granit Zhatka. Uh I, I mean I'm shooting from I'm shooting from the hip. But yeah, Henri. Good for me. Uh, yeah, so Patrice Everett was telling this story, and he was just like, yeah. Henri turned on the game, saw it, and Henri bleeds Arsenal, turned the television off, and then eng- engaged Patrice Evra in conversation for the rest of the night. They just drank and talked and had a good time. And Pat- Patrice Evra was just like, and he never turned the television on again. You imagine having that much disdain where you don't watch your own team? <laughs> and. Henri is one of my all-time favorite players, bro. He. Is- I was
0: gonna say that's 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 an old that's an old white man move there, Thierry.
1: Oh man, he got big man, and I love it, dude. That's that's such tremendous passion. I love that sports can evoke such lunacy, bro. I mean, that's why fans are. It's just short for fanatic. You know what I mean? Like when people get crazy. When, why are you so caught up? And I was just like, well, you know. To be a fan, you have to have fanaticism. In order to have fanaticism, you have to be deeply invested and deeply passionate in this squad. And that's exactly what happened. And so it is um, (laughs) – I think it's an all-time great story, bro. (laughs) I think it's hysterical. The best part is is I think he got a red card in that game, right? He did. He,
0: he He got kicked out. Yeah, he got kicked out in the 53rd minute.
1: And that's when Aubameyang Yang scored the goal, right? He scored but a little later than that.
0: Yeah, he scored in the like 76 minute, I believe.
1: Unreal. That's Unreal you. He's just like you messed up. <laughs> He's like you messed Un- up. Dude.
0: Unreal or unreal?
1: Dog, I love that intro. <laughs>
0: If you guys haven't haven't checked out Bleacher Reports, uh, what is it? What's it? Champions League?
1: It's just called Champions.
0: Oh, if you haven't checked it out, it's—I mean, it, it is Bleacher Report with their animated series is really hitting the mark right now.
1: One hundred percent, dude. They the Christian Pulisic secret agent episode where he's a secret agent for the Queen, but <laughs> but. Sorry is the queen. <laughs> oh, dude, that had me in stitches, bro. Had me, I was so weak. I, you know what? I haven't watched. I haven't watched this week's episode of Grey Iron Heights, or Grand I guess it would have been last week's. But I haven't. I've
0: have not that watched one since the ski episode because that one. I mean, that one has the MVP race. That one has to go down. As MVP one of the best. best episodes of all time.
1: Every year, the MVP race episode is hysterical, bro. It's hysterical. Oh, man. All right, so let's – we we've touched on that. You know, Europa is going to have some good matches, but none of them really jump out at you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good, good, easy matchups for the top squad. So the round of 16 looks like it's going to be stacked. Let's move on to a little combat sports news. You want to you want to take us into what you want to talk about on this?
0: Well, yeah, I, I I had an opinion question for you. All right, and and we talked about it two weeks ago with the Jake Paul Nate Robinson fight. Apparently, that was the eighth biggest pay per view event ever. I didn't verify that, but he he says so. Who's so, he? Jake Paul.
1: Oh, okay. so so it's
0: a lie. My question to you is Logan and Jake Paul might be exactly what boxing needs. No.
1: Uh, so you know, what's. So, so, people love tuning in for a villain. So you might be right on that.
0: But what, what is what is boxing need right now? Boxing is literally hemorrhaging fans because they fight once a year, maybe not even once a year. All their fighters are kind of older, all their fans are older. And if Jake and Logan Paul bring in these these millions, hundreds of millions of people that follow them, it's kind of like a revival to boxing. Right? At a time when MMA is really is is strong, but they really don't have that kind of figurehead that they've had in recent years. They have a lot of great fighters, but Fighters that people that that people really don't care about the average person, right? Obviously, UFC UFC heads are going to be like, "What do you, got? you got Israel or Sander. you got you got the, the Nigerian
1: Nightmare, you got Yan 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 Yan.
0: Yeah, but it's like it, they, they don't have the Conor McGregor, the Ronda Rousey.
1: Yeah, they I don't know. have they don't have that star. They don't have that Brock Lesnar. They don't have. You know, like the wrestling terms, they don't have The Rock, they don't have Stone Cold Steve Austin, they don't have Hulk Hogan. It's who it's who puts asses in the seats, right? And UFC is lacking that dude right now who puts asses in the seats. People who love fight the fight game, who love combat sports, know that there is so much talent right now, it's un- unbelievable. But you don't have like a... Uh, Man, who is the dude who <laughs> – he does Ariel on the bad guy. Is that Chael Tsonant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't have the the villain to root against, right? So it's
0: yeah, – and, and, and it seems like everyone in press conferences right now is kind of half-heartedly being like, hey, I'm going to beat you up. You don't know what's coming from me. I'm going to knock you out, you bad man, you.
1: Yeah, so – and it, they're not believable at selling their, you know, their malice towards the other individual, right? They're not v- believable. It's not coming across as believable. There's a few fighters who got real, real close. Colby Covington with Kamaru Usman. I mean, Colby Covington gets real, real close most of the time for selling his malice. That's because he, he believes what he's saying. Uh, Jorge Masvidal gets real, real close. You know, Nate Diaz doesn't hate anybody, but when he talks, people are like, yeah, let's get it. This dude just wants to hit people in the face. But there isn't that one dude that's that's grabbing the grandmas in the back and saying, hey, you got to watch me. And And boxing hasn't had that in a real long time, has not had that. And, you know. As much as I don't pay attention to either of these clowns, somebody sent me that video. Actually, someone sent it before you, and then you sent it as well. So I watched the video. And I was like, all right, two people people sent me this video. And I I sat there, and I was just like. It's an excellent.
0: It's an excellent diss video. So what, what we're talking about is Jake Paul sitting outside his mansion. Is in a car, smoking a cigar, wearing the Conor McGregor, basically doing his best Conor McGregor impression. Nice deets, nice clothes on that kind of typical color pattern Conor McGregor wears the the khaki slacks with the with the dark shirt and a and, and the buttons buttoned down to you know right right where his fucking uh, peck line is.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty and he's sure got Conor might have worn that outfit. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he had the flip up glasses. And he's smoking a cigar while draped in an Irish flag.
1: That's what I. That's what sent me over, bro. I was like, the cigar, proceeds, the glasses, the flag, bro. Oh, he then
0: proceeds to zoom out and have a big fifty million dollar check. First of all, props and videos. I love them. Props, props and shit talking videos. I love them. He has a fifty million dollar check addressed to Conor McGregor. He calls Conor McGregor's wife a four, which I, I mean, he is going after everything, king and country, dude, going after the wife and Ireland. You, I mean, he, you gotta really give it to a guy like Jake Paul. He made me in two weeks be like, okay, I'm interested. And he basically, t- and he basically said, "Hey, Conor, McGregor, your next fight is against a guy in Dustin Poirier." Who doesn't have more followers? My dog has more followers than.
1: I mean, I, mean, I
0: mean, Jake Paul, take a bow. It's an excellent disc video. I know that we're probably not going to see anything for a year to two years, right? But just to go after McGregor and Dana White and Dustin Poirier the way that he does is outstanding.
1: Yeah, I mean. The video is great. A uh, my excitement level after seeing the video D minus. Like I still don't really give a fuck. Like I haven't given. I guess. Given a, I, guess true. I haven't given and, a and fuck I, about a Conor McGregor fight in you know a, a few a few I years. Guess two, probably. Yeah, a year or two. I haven't really given a fuck and all right, you're going to go fight Jake Paul? Good. I'm not paying for that fight. I might not even illegally stream it, bro. I might think, find something else to do. Like, that's how uninterested I am in this fight.
0: I So I ask you the question and I say that, but then I'm going to do the exact same thing, right? I'm, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to read articles on what happened and probably watch highlights, but I'm not actually going to. Like, Logan Paul, his brother, is is facing Floyd Mayweather on the 20th of February. If you think I'm going to watch an amateur boxer and one of the greatest defensive – and one of, probably the greatest defensive boxer of all time dance around the ring for 12 rounds, you've got to be high.
1: Yeah. If, um, I, if Floyd doesn't finish him early, I know it's a fix. <laughs> I know it's a fix, dude. Well,
0: I, I mean – but this is not young Floyd anymore.
1: This is not an actual boxer.
0: I, I I get it. But what I'm saying is like this is not young Floyd anymore. I don't think he finishes people anymore.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think Floyd is doing it because he's broke though. Pro- I mean probably.
0: That's what happens when you throw your underwear out after one time. <laughs> right?
1: i have always and wanted to be that rich though.
0: I, it's like double Gucci underwear too. It's like Gucci lined with Gucci fleece
1: not even a thing but all right <laughs> is. i don't know are you that rich i'm not that rich i don't have that maybe, gold chain you have maybe he should stop
0: maybe he should maybe he should start freaking selling some of those million dollar watches he has
1: yeah I, or I, stop. Love when
0: athletes, I i love it when athletes are like i'm broke i don't have any money it's like well you have a lot of depreciable assets, or a lot of depreciate, like a, a lot of depreciating value things you can sell. Do you need five Lamborghinis, Floyd?
1: Yeah, stop buying dumb shit. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Take it for, Let's take it from a poor person. Stop buying dumb shit. And it, it, speaking of dumb shit, can we talk about Tony Ferguson at UFC two fifty six? Oh. Did that I mean, guy's I'll, brain just switch off? He's too proud, proud to tap, bro.
0: I, I, I will, I will quote DC when talking about this because he said DC didn't know if the fight ended at the end of the first round because it looked like Oliveira broke his arm. Yeah, it, it- was a millisecond away from Oliveira extending his hip just a little bit higher and fracturing his arm at the elbow.
1: Oh, it was, it was disgusting. I, <laughs> oh. I didn't want to see that at all. Oh. <laughs> Even I was just like, Oh my God. I almost, I almost
0: turned the video off. You
1: sh- Yeah. The, I, honestly, like I don't think they would have showed it again if, if you know, if it didn't, but, uh, Oh, man. Imagine – if they imagined they would have showed that, that would have been ridiculous. But it ended up finishing in unanimous decision, and we might be on the, on the verge of a star being born in one Charles Olivetta. Granted, he's been around for a bit, but the way he picked apart Tony Ferguson in that fight, that unanimous decision – was pretty skillful. We might have somebody who's trying to come for that belt real, real soon. One other thing I what, what, what was it? 80 – 87
0: to like 20 in terms of striking from Oliveira?
1: Yeah, I think for significant strikes, yes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, he outplayed El Cucuy at his own game, which was –
0: Blades some pose, blades and pose.
1: Yeah, which is not something that you would – I. I mean, look, let's be honest. I think we've seen the last of El Kukui being El Kukui. He's going to be a draw from here on out. He's still going to be a guy that people want to watch, but I don't think he is ever going to win the belt. I think that window has closed. I think he's journeying into Donald Cerrone territory, and that's where he's going to end up being. Yeah, I I, I
0: really think that
1: they – like there
0: there was an idea there was an idea that was tony ferguson right and and he peaked well before the title fight that he wanted Whoa. or the
1: that match was scheduled five separate times and yeah, no, i never went down
0: i'm just saying it, it we we have seen the, we have seen the high, the, the high noon point of Tony Ferguson, and I'm not surprised if it's not the twilight of Tony Ferguson.
1: Yeah, he's he's at sunset. Yeah, he's definitely at sunset. The other thing we got to talk about is: Did you see that Kevin Hall KO? I did not know. Okay, I'm gonna paint the picture. Jacare Souza uh, has. Kind of top control on Kevin Holland. Takes him down. Kevin Holland scrambling, getting up. Jacques Souza is pulling back to stand up, right? So he's on his knees with his feet underneath his buttocks, right? And Kevin Holland is on his on his rear and he pushes up off his left elbow. And as he's coming up to try to stand up, he just swings and clocks Jacques Ray right across the face. Blapped him from the ground, huh? From the ground, bro. And so Jacques Ray's boom, and you see it. The eyes roll backwards like he's the fucking Undertaker about to snatch <laughs> About to snatch your soul. And then Kevin Holland pieces him with the left as he's getting up now. And then before the ref gets in to stop it, Kevin Holland is on his feet. Chakra Souza is in that position I just described where he's on his knees with his feet under his butt, but his body's f- hanging back like he's going to tip over. And Kevin Holland is standing above him, just whoo, 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 just two piece and sodaing this guy, just dropping him. And, and the rest like pop, pops in. Dude. Oh he, my he, God. He two piece him from the ground. Yeah, he hit uh, – he, by- he, said, he said, let me get up real quick. He was just like, get off me. Yeah, and so there are some potential stars being born for the UFC. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully they aren't like Sugar Sean O'Malley who uh, breaks his foot and it's not actually broken. So let's move on to head-to-head this week. Uh- LAUGHTER That should tell you all you need to know at home, ladies and gentlemen. I went 0-4 this week in a big old stinker of decisions. And my buddy, Nicholas Chachahan, uh, decided to take the under the Baltimore-Cleveland game, which is now tied at 34. And Lamar Jackson is out with cramps. So, Trace McSorley is in. And, you know, Nicholas Moorhan went 0-4 as well. So, that brings... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that brings my record to 11-4-1, and Nick to 6-10 and 10 in the head-to-head matchup. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, boy. Yo, boy. J motherfucking C is still in the lead, and Nick didn't even make ground. What a buck.
0: Oh, if we look at the 2019 NFL standings, because we're 16 games in, Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So like you have you've we've both picked sixteen games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine's eleven and four record would have been good enough for uh if he played in the NFC South or the AFC South would have been good for a number three seed in the AFC a number four seed in the NFC. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: And I would have probably had a mid-round draft pick.
1: So what you're saying is I'm the class of podcast room 303. I wouldn't say that, no. Just like the Saints are the class of the NFC South. Look at the unit size. Speaking of the Saints... What the hell? We just lost the Eagles, dude. Yeah, I yeah, got shotgun a beer. I have to shotgun a beer?
0: No, I have to shotgun a beer because I said they'd go 14 and two or I shotgun a beer.
1: Yeah! <laughs> Shout out Eric who got you to shotgun a beer, dude.
0: <laughs> Although it lasted a lot longer than I thought.
1: You think the, Do you think Eric's even listening right now?
0: I don't think he's listening now because
1: it's not published. Oh, my God. We got Captain Semantics over here. What are you, a Uh, lieutenant in the Navy? I I
0: hope he's uh, only on weekdays. I hope that he is listening. And may I just say, Eric, Jalen Hurts is not the answer for you. And you guys fucked over Carson Wentz. That's why the locker room doesn't want to play for him. Because Carson Wentz is like, fuck y'all.
1: Are you like the year that he led the team to thirteen wins? Right, the the locker room was coming out and saying, "We don't. We're not behind this guy. We're not supporting this." The dude who's diving out about to win MVP. If he he tore his ACL diving for a touchdown against the Los Angeles Rams for you guys, and you guys are you mean to tell me this like? My problem with the Philadelphia Eagles now is that there is a severe lack of leadership from the player level, from the coach level, and from the general manager level. Like it's an, it's systemic organiz, organizationally. They had the chance to draft DK Metcalf in the first and second round. The year before that, they had the chance to draft Dalvin Cook in the second round. This year, they had the chance to draft Justin Jefferson. And they drafted Jalen Rager instead, who's barely seen the field. Then, instead of giving him some more help, they decide to draft Jalen Hurts, and then they wonder why they have a QB controversy.
0: I, I I just don't I don't know, and and I told this I told this to you, and I think I told this to you in our group chat with E. I can see why Carson Wentz is like okay, like. I'm literally like, I literally did everything I could to get you guys to some place that was manageable. And a backup quarterback comes in and, and wins on the strength of really good defense. And then all of a sudden, he yeah. you're talking about putting a statue outside the stadium for him? <laughs> I can tell Carson Wentz, I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, why? Like, why would I play here anymore? Why, why would I give? Why would I give any more of my body, my physical body, to you guys? And then he still does, and and they're like, oh well, Carson looks beaten down. Well, yeah, he is for like four
1: years. That's because no one will give him an endorsement. Like no one will give him an endorsement. You paid him and then drafted a quarterback in the second round. why'd you pay him? That's where, Like, Howie Roseman, I used to think you were a really good GM, and now I'm like, dude, nah, baby, Howie, what is you doing? Nah, baby, Howie, what is you doing? Like, ain't nobody got time for that kind of shenanigans. That's dumb as hell. All right. Congratulations, Jalen Hurts. You won your first you won your first start as an Eagle. So that's Uh-oh. terrific for you. Uh oh. That is what happened. Rant time.
0: Here it comes. <laughs> oh yeah. Jalen <laughs> oh, Hurts did not win his first start. He just did enough to not lose it. Here's here's my problem, right? And I'm gonna rant for about two minutes here about the NFL because the MLB is gone. And I can't rant about the sport I love. Quit glorifying quarterbacks who throw for 180 yards and one touchdown and no interceptions or one touchdown and an interception or no touchdowns and no interceptions. Quit saying they won the game. Pick somebody else. Put the spotlight on somebody else. There's 10 other players on offense and there's 11 other players on defense. Either pick another player or another unit because guess what? Jalen Hurts did not beat the Saints. He just did enough not to lose to the Saints. That defense. I don't, and, and quit and quit giving me this response of, oh, yeah, he threw for 160 yards. And, and, and I know I, you agreed with my point, man I'm just saying you as the sports world being like, Jalen Hurts rushed for 100 a, a yards. Oh, good. Then put him at running back. And then you can you can claim to me that he was a he was a great rusher and he rushed for 100 yards. Guess what? Guess what? Peyton Manning never did in his career rushed for 100 yards in a game. Guess what? Tom Brady's never done rushed for 100 yards in his career in a single game. Those are the top two winningest quarterbacks of all time. You know what they did do? They won football games as a quarterback. The Philadelphia Eagles, a team that has forced three turnovers all year, forced a backup quarterback, probably a third-string quarterback, a guy that plays basically tight end for most of the year and is like a gadget player, to throw two picks. And Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill still threw for 260 yards. That's a respectable quarterback day.
1: No, I I think he did more than that. Hold on, let me get that exact stat for you. Keep going. I'll, I'll say over 200, 291.
0: Oh well, that, that's an even more respectable quarterback day, right? If the Saints would have won, it probably would have been on the back of Taysom Hill. If he throws, if he th- if he throws, if he throws one less pick, they probably win. But I'm tired of sportscasters out there not having a brain cell to look and say, "Hey, wow, the Philadelphia Eagles or." Great player on the Philadelphia Eagles, other than the fucking quarterback, won the game. Because quarterbacks that threw – like Cam Newton did not beat the Chargers. No, not even close. 300 yards combined in his last three games. 300 yards passing combined. Right? When quarterbacks have a bad day, it's okay to say they had a bad day. It's okay to say that the team won in spite of them or they just didn't lose the game. I'm so sick of people saying, Wow, this quarterback won the game. Cam Newton won the game. No, he didn't. He just did enough not to lose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had the Eagles had six games this year. Six where they didn't cause one turnover. This was the most inspired the defense has played all year. This was the best the defense played all year. The Saints do what the Saints usually do every year. They give a team a first half. When the Minneapolis miracle happened, nobody realizes that the Minnesota Vikings blanked us in the first half. In the second half, we played lights out and took the lead. And if it weren't for that phantom missed tackle, we would have won that game right? Nobody realized that when we played the San Francisco 49ers last year when George Kittle manhandled my defense and we had like eight flags on him, we gave them the first like 20 minutes. The Saints do this all the time. The Saints lost to the Vikings last year in the playoffs. Guess what? We gave them the first half. We didn't score very much. And then we we threw an interception at the end of the second at the end of the second quarter. Vikings scored. Cost us the game. We give away halves. We are too apathetic and lethargic because we think we are too good. And that's exactly what happened. We were coming in against a rookie quarterback on his first start on a team that's been shit all year. And we got surprised on the road. And it happens. All right. Saints lost. Next. Next. Like, that's it. That's what happened. Saints lost. Eagles didn't win. It was one of those games. Rams absolutely flipped the script from the Super Bowl, beat the fuck out of the Patriots. Tom Brady wasn't present, so I guess that doesn't really matter. Keeps that NFC – what is that division? NFC West? Keeps the NFC West wild right now. There are just so many good teams there. One thing that shocked me this week was the Bears' absolute decimation of the Houston Texans.
0: Uh, finally, you gotta say finally. For one day, Mitch Trubisky is able to go to bed not having to hear about how good Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were than than he was.
1: Hey, one day, baby. For one
0: day, for one day. And in a game in which Patrick Mahomes, you know, is got you know, he really got bailed out by Miami injuries, I'd like to say.
1: Man, they got tons of injuries. Miles Gaskin got reserved COVID list on the Saturday before the game, so that means his backup running back didn't even practice all week. Or, I mean, he practiced, but not in the way that a first string would practice. Jakeem Grant left the game. With what looks to be a serious hamstring injury, might not play the rest of the season. And then Devontae Parker left the game again. Shocker. Dude's constantly injured. But, oh man. So, just a quick update on Browns Ravens. Lamar Jackson is in back in the game at on fourth and six with two minutes left. Browns are up 35 34. All right, I'll keep you posted. So, Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson. Pay that man. Pay Allen Robinson. He is the best wide receiver in the league that no one talks about. His quarterbacks are Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. He is the new uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He played with Blake Bortles before he came here to play with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. And the dude puts up 1,000-yard seasons like it's fucking grabbing a piece of candy from your grandma's butterscotch dish pay that man. And if you're not going to pay him, don't fucking franchise tag him because I fucking hate the franchise tag. That is a rant for another day. Should be fine and cut every week, bro. He's going to get franchise tagged. You shut your whore mouth. All right. Anyways, uh, Nick lost Bengals plus three and a half. Pretty decisively, 30 to (laughs) 7.
0: it seems like there's a it's it seems like the the ravens based on the noise in your house did not convert the 4th and 6.
1: No, they did. They did. 44 yards touchdown Marquise Brown. That's what I'm talking about, Ravens. No, I don't want that, dude. Bye got- Baker. All right, Baker. Come on. Come on, Baker. Get that dub, bro. Uh Chiefs Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Uh, (laughs) after being down 10 in the Miami stadium, Cardinals bounce back to keep themselves in the playoff hunts and knock the Giants out of the lead in the NFC East. Is there any scarier quarterback than Patrick Mahomes with a 10-point deficit? No. No, I don't think there's ever been a quarterback. In history. In (laughs) history. In history, bro. There is no lead this man cannot erase. And it's not just him. I mean, he's throwing to Travis Kelsey, who, in my opinion, might be the offensive player of the year. Um, and then he's throwing to Tyreek Hill, who is just an absolute cheat code. It's not even fair. All right, what's what? To break down this Broncos-Panthers game. How'd you guys lose this?
0: Because uh, we're the Carolina Panthers, and uh, we basically... When our defense, uh, here here's the thing about the Carolina Panthers: when their defense plays well, their offense is stagnant and innate. When our offense plays well, our defense can't stop a, a runny nose. So I, I really don't know. I mean, it was a, it was a game that, that, that kind of came out as exactly what we thought. Like the, the, it's, it's the old Dennis Smith thing. Like the Bears were who we thought they were, and it, and it looked exactly like. A game between two four and eight teams. And uh, yeah, we had, you know, Drew Locke really kind of uh, kind of turned it on, had his uh, had four touchdown passes in it. Uh, Mike Davis continues to solidify that he is a uh, what do you say a a, um, passable, maybe maybe even more than passable relief for Christian McCaffrey 51 yards two touchdowns 4.6 yards per carry that the issue was that it just never it just it, it never got off the ground they they didn't score when they needed to and and when Drew Locke throws for 280 and four touchdowns and, and a damn near 150 quarterback rating that's that's kind of hard to beat It's kind of the first game where Drew Locke really figured everything out so
1: 280 and four touchdowns you guys should be ashamed of yourself
0: yeah I mean I mean Carolina had a drive inside of two minutes right they they, they had a drive inside of two minutes and they got sacked basically or they they, they basically got to fourth down and 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 passed on a, on a freaking screenplay to, to Christian Samuel for or Curtis Samuel for one yard
1: yeah oh. so I that's
0: like pretty bad. yeah, yeah. Joe Brady is this great defensive player. Gotta love him I love Joe Brady's so awesome, but he runs a freaking screenplay on fourth and eight. So down, down by a score and with the chance to win the game, and he and he runs a screenplay. So,
1: <laughs> dude, that's unreal. Drew Locke put up two eighty and four touchdowns. It's insane.
0: Yeah. And take away. I mean, you you take away right a forty nine yard touchdown to KJ Hamler. You take away an eighty four yard punt return touchdown, and and this it's a completely different game, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that in any game, though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the the Broncos had. I mean, what well, did two touchdown passes to KJ Hamler? Freaking the Broncos had 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 two drives of. Less than five plays and over sixty yards.
1: Oh, that's not good football. Well, I so mean the Broncos good. it is. Yeah, it is. Don't you so owe Nevada a case?
0: I do. I the, the golden delicious beers that you're drinking, uh, are the I owe my I owe case of a case of gold cans. So
1: And that's a case to you is 30 rack, right? 30 rack, yes. Okay. Just wanted to double check. Yo, Ron Rivera, coach of the year.
0: So Nevada asked me the same thing, right? And, and I really –
1: Well, fuck him. It. This isn't his podcast. My turn.
0: <laughs> I mean, in a year in which Kevin Stefanski and Brian Flores weren't absolutely killing it, I would say without a doubt it would be Ron Rivera. But I think he's I think he's bronze medal right now.
1: What about Sean McDermott and the Bills?
0: Yeah. I but but Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott and the Bills has not really been a surprise to me. I, I guess it's not a surprise because I saw how well he did in Carolina and I knew that there was some success and they've had some success. But if we were ready after Miami went six and ten last year, if we were ready to give Brian Flores the coach of the year award, then you have to be ready to give him the coach of the year the coach of the year award now, now that he's got Miami in the playoffs.
1: I've been saying it for like the last 4 weeks on this podcast. Brian Flores my coach. If Kevin's to bet, I mean it's not looking good. It's 42-35 right now. It's 42- Holy shit, he's got them. He's got them at Baltimore's 22 on three plays, 53. Oh, is that a touchdown? Baker Mayfield, Karim on touchdown. Oh, shit, bro. This is almost going over the overtime. This is fucking crazy. Bro, I'm missing one of the games of the year recording with your dumb ass.
0: <laughs> we'll stop recording then or fucking hurry
1: it up. <laughs> All right, dude. So – Seahawks Packers as usual fucking Chargers beat the Falcons and who could stop. Are you, are, you,
0: are you gonna are you just kind of broke off your blind Brian Flores conversation to, to oogle at something?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That that was crazy. I didn't think the Browns were gonna score a touchdown. Baker Mayfield always chokes, bro. Anyways, Brian Flores. I've been saying it's the coach of the year all season. The only thing that could stop him is if Kevin Stefanski goes four and the Steelers lose to the Bills. And then they lose to the Colts in week 16. And then they lose to the Browns in week 17. Because if Kevin Stefanski goes 4 and 0 and the Steelers lose those three games, that means the Browns win the AFC North after the Steelers went 11 0. I will agree with
0: you that if the Browns win the AFC North, Kevin Stefanski is coach of the year.
1: 100%. And but here's I also the
0: thing the year, if the Dolphins are 500, Brian Flores deserves to win coach of the year.
1: No way. Over Kevin Stefanski with the Browns no, and the history no, no, they have?
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying in a bubble, I said if Brian Flores takes the Dolphins to 500 this year, he deserves to win Coach of the Year.
1: Well, aren't they already well above 500?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't think they're well above. They're like
0: 86. eight
1: and six. ain't five, yeah. So if they lose their next three games, which I don't think they'll do. Let's see who's the, who's the. They play the Patriots. They play the Raiders. They play the Bills. Oh shit! <laughs> it's a little bit of a chance, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, Pat, all right, so I don't know, dude. Eight and eight over Stefanski with an eleven or twelve win Browns team. I, I,
0: I if if Stefanski wins the the North, it's over. Yeah, but even Stefanski
1: he did it without heard, OBJ. Yeah.
0: Even if he doesn't win the North, it's a hard case against Brian Flores.
1: Man. I don't know, man. And I love me some Brian Flores. And
0: Just think of where the Dolphins were at the beginning of 2019. Think of that team and think of the team now. It's completely different.
1: Yeah, but what about the Browns?
0: Like The, the- Browns should have been this good. Congratulations. Congratulations, you finally got you a coach that can manage talent.
1: They're also doing it without OBJ, though. Fuck OBJ.
0: Oh, you need a
1: whole – Jarvis
0: Jarvis Landry is the best wide receiver on that team.
1: You are fucking so full of shit, it's unbelievable. Are you kidding me? I was watching the game. I was watching the game today and Jarvis Landry couldn't even beat fucking man coverage. And then if he did, the cornerback would be in his back pocket and then the ball would bounce off his fucking hands. Jarvis Landry is a bum compared to OBJ. You need to fucking check yourself at the door, you fucking Panthers fan. No wonder you fucking throw screen passes to win the game.
0: Don't you, don't you fucking talk to me because you got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all fucking time. But nobody yeah, thinks so. All right, let's see what happens when fucking Drew Brees leaves. We
1: were eight and one without Drew Brees in the last two seasons, so fucking kiss my dick, bro. Okay, bet. <laughs> and just like that, friendship over. Dude, all right, so the Chargers, the AFC Falcons, and the Falcons, the NFC Chargers, played this week. Who do you think came out on top?
0: I mean, the, I, I mean, I I don't understand your accent. I know you're, you're Hispanic, but I don't I don't think that you have a little bit of an accent. The what? The NFC the NFC Chargers are who?
1: <laughs> the Chargers. The NFC Falcons.
0: Falcons. Yes.
1: The Falcons. The AFC Chargers played each other this week in a who can blow the game better matchup because we've seen them all year this blow wins. But see here's the thing. The Chargers
0: have only have really only been doing it this year. They're they're it's kind of like Batman and Bane, right? Atlanta has been blowing leads like this for just years. It's it's it is gener it's almost a generational thing at this point.
1: Yeah, like, the Chargers I, too with Philip Rivers.
0: Yeah, but I think the Falcons a lot more.
1: But it's cuz they did it on the Super Bowl like, they have an iconic bad beat, bro. 28 to yeah. 3. People turned off the television. People left houses. Like, they were like, Super Bowl's over. All uh, right, I'll give you that. Falcons are, uh, so Falcons are 1A, Chargers 1B. But uh, and the, the Falcons could have won
0: this game. The Falcons could have definitely won this game if Matt Ryan didn't throw two critical picks.
1: The Falcons dude, they never cease to amaze me, bro. So what's what do you rely on more? The Falcons blowing a blowing a lead or blowing a chance to win the game, or the Minnesota Vikings not being able to kick a field goal.
0: It it has it has to be the Minnesota Vikings not. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like we 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 like to make the joke that like Some teams can't find a quarterback. Like Minnesota literally cannot find a kicker, cannot buy a kicker right now.
1: It's unbelievable. They could trade for Justin Tucker tomorrow and still not make a field goal, dude.
0: Hey, Minnesota, Sarah Fuller is available. She just completed her senior year.
1: Oh, get the fuck out of here, bro. I saw her kickoff and it was an embarrassment, bro.
0: Not according to the Sportscasters of America. After she made the
1: extra point the other day, they said
0: she had a great kickoff the other day. Okay.
1: I didn't see the second kickoff. The first – her first – No, no, no. no.
0: She, kicked an, she kicked an extra point the other day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, when she kicked the extra point, they said she, she had a great kickoff? Oh, yeah, yeah. come on, guys. It was a bad kickoff. Like, call a spade a spade. If you want equal, be equal
0: unpopular opinion.
1: If Justin Tucker kicked that kick, we'd be shitting on Justin Tucker, bro. We'd
0: be, we'd be like, what happened?
1: <laughs> Yo, Did he T- get cancer?
0: Did he get cancer in his leg?
1: Yo, Justin, baby, what is you doing? You need to lay off that molly. No doubt. Oh, man. Made his legs all loopy. And, all right, and, then, and then one of the biggest games of the week, Bill Steelers. I mean, you want to do the find them and cut him now?
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to do it.
1: All right, go ahead.
0: All right, so like Jermaine just alluded to, the Bills beat the Steelers by double digit points. Right, which which I, I, I not is is not shocking, right? The Bills are a good team that the Steelers have played cupcake opponents or or injury plagued opponents. So we knew that there was some sort of Uh, What what do we want to say? Regression to the mean that's coming. Right? Right. However, there's a TikTok star that currently plays football on the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. (laughs) Well done. His
0: name is Juju Smith-Schuster. But his full name is John Sherman Smith-Schuster. So, one, you're finding cut for your John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt name. Juju. And also, Juju, if you're going to dance – and do all this carrying on. I'm going to sound like the old guy right now, right? But Juju, if you're going to dance, you need to have the play that backs it up. And this year, you have not had a game over a hundred yards. You've had three games over seventy-five yards. Even more damning than that, you have had seven games. Under 55 yards. In only one of these games did you catch less than four passes and get targeted less than four times. So please, Juju, do us all a favor. Stop trying to be Antonio Brown. You're not Antonio Brown. You benefited and you became a league starlet because DBs literally had to double one of the best receivers in NFL history before Burke perfect made him go crazy. And your success came from the fact that if Big Ben looked to one side of the field and saw that Antonio Brown probably had most of the linebacker core, cornerback safeties and probably a D lineman on it he could look over to the other side and see the nickel corner on you and throw the ball to you. So, Juju, I say, how about less dancing on other teams' logos and more trying to be Chase Claypool, (laughs) who is just the new version of you, except you're not the old version of Antonio Brown. So let's let's just if we could just play football, Juju, that would be great. Or you do your little stupid TikTok dance after you've won in the locker room, and that's it. That's that's my final cut. He's fine and cut because you're you're dating out. I mean, like I know that this just became a trend, but we're looking at a whole season of progress. Mm.
1: He's been dancing all year too. He's been dancing all year, but
0: for what? You don't have a 100-yard game, my guy.
1: No, he does not. Not even 100. Not one. Not 100-yard game. Not 100-yard game. You've made the Pro
0: Bowl one time. This year you have 79 catches for 655 yards. I'll say that again. You don't even have 10 yards per reception. We can't even call you a possession wide receiver.
1: 79 catches, 655 yards. That's embarrassing. It's like what, 8.5 yards per carrot? Well, let's let's let's
0: let's put this in terms of, of uh like 2020 leaders. All right. Let's see regular season. That's all time. Let's see, let's see receiving leaders this year in the NFL. See the stat leaders. Here we go. Come to ESPN. Oh, we're going to start scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling (laughs) and we're scrolling. Oh, 38th. TJ Hawkinson has more receiving yards than you, Juju. Wow. That's embarrassing. If you go by average, Alone, which Juju Smith-Schuster is eight point three. You rank a hundred and twenty second in the NFL in terms of average
1: y- yards per catch. Yards per catch. Oh my god. Clyde Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, don't say it. Is 121st.
0: Jimmy Graham (laughs) is 120. David Johnson is 116. The ghost of Jimmy Graham. Tyler Eifert. Remember Tyler Eifert? He plays in Jacksonville now. He's one fourteen.
1: Wow. That's that's embarrassing, dude.
0: The only man that's close to you in terms of number of catches that has been this bad is Darren Waller, who's 105th, and he has 9.7 yards per catch.
1: He's a tight end. It's much different than a wide receiver.
0: <laughs> oh, For comparison, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has 65 catches, 1,078 yards, and seven touchdowns. If anybody should be doing TikTok dancing, it's Justin Jefferson.
1: <laughs> it's Justin Jefferson. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, impromptu um, finding cut. Uh, Cody Parkey missed a field goal kick when it was 7-7 in today's Browns-Ravens game. Justin Tucker kicked a field goal with uh, 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter to put them up 45-42. Then I guess they did some shenanigans on laterals and the Ravens got a safety and did 47-42. The field goal he missed, let me let me pull it up because I, I know it was close. That- I was closer to hitting double my under
0: <laughs> than I was to my under.
1: Unreal. I think he missed like a 30, 38 yard or something. Let me see. Hey, Lamar Jackson,
0: 11 for 17, 163 yards and a touchdown. Not bad for a running back.
1: <laughs>
0: but nine carries, 124 yards and a touchdown, or two touchdowns. That's very good for a running back. Good job, Lamar.
1: <sighs> Cody Park, 39-yard field goal. No good. Cost him, cost him the game. <laughs> Cody, 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 when will you learn?
0: Isn't that double doinski, Cody? Yeah. Before Before we end, l- let me just l- let me just continue with this Feynman cut-up.
1: Jermaine. Okay.
0: Marco Wilson. (laughs) This is an all time, this is an all time finding cut.
1: Hall of Fame level.
0: So the University of Florida is already in the SEC championship game. That's going to be confirmed. They really only needed one stepping stone on their road to playing Alabama, which is already a tall task. But like we talked about last week, if they beat Alabama, they could literally send the college football world into chaos. However, they had to beat LSU first. And they had a chance. They were down 37-34. Or they, they were tied, I believe. Huge third down stop. DB, Marco Wilson, blitzes, stops the running back. I mean, Florida fans are going crazy. There's a chance they could win. It's down in LSU territory. And then out of the pile emerges one Marco Wilson with the LSU running back shoe and throws it 20 yards downfield. Now, I don't know if you've watched a lot of football, Jermaine, but removing an opponent's shoe and throwing it 20 yards downfield is a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and an automatic first down. Indeed. Because of this, LSU then drives the field, kicks a field goal to go up 37-34. Then, Florida drives the field, because Kyle Trask is probably going to win Heisman. The Heisman. And they have a chance, and their kicker misses it as time expires.
1: Good. Fuck you, Gators. (laughs) So now...
0: If there was any shred in my imagination that the Florida Gators had a chance to beat Alabama, it has gone, it has gone wide right like that kick.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say like that shoe throw.
0: Yeah, it has gone 20 yards downfield.
1: Yeah, it's been punted.
0: It was it was gone without the shoe. And I don't really remember in in my in my lifetime a mistake as big as this. A mistake that single-handedly, literally single handedly
1: Come on, you don't remember in your lifetime?
0: A mistake that literally cost a a
1: Chris Jones offsides Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots AFC Championship game. Should have been Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl the year before he won the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know. Tom Brady threw a pick on that play.
0: I I don't I I think this is I think for the University of Florida and for college football this was bigger. I mean they're probably going to get smacked by Alabama. I can can I reserve judgment to see how the Alabama game goes.
1: Sure, but you were you were speaking some very high level.
0: Will you at least side with me if they somehow beat Alabama? If they somehow beat Alabama, this is one of the biggest mistakes of all time. Single-handed mistakes of all time.
1: Why wow, They would still make the playoffs.
0: they I don't think they would, no.
1: As, As the champion, champion of the SEC, and they – Two losses. It doesn't matter. 2 lost teams make it all t- – lost champion Ohio State made it like four years ago. This is the SEC. The SEC yeah, but that's champion is making it. The SEC champion is making it, bro. The SEC dude, they're champion, not, is they're not. It.
0: dude. The committee sucks. If you, all right, think let's, the, all right, let's, let's bet the, money.
1: Let's bet money right now. Let's bet money.
0: What, what? So, what are we betting? If they beat Alabama, they if make the Florida,
1: playoffs. if Florida beats Alabama, they make the playoffs. I get plus odds because you're saying it's unlikely because the committee sucks. The, can, can I just? Can I have? Can I have one more rant, please? Sure.
0: In what fucking bastardized universe did we think replacing a computer with a bunch of people who sit around a desk and give their opinions was a good idea? We shit on the BCS because it didn't give us fair matchups and it didn't crown a national champion every year. But then we get angry because a bunch of dudes sitting around are like, yeah, Alabama's the best. Oh, I don't care about their loss. That was a good loss. That was a good loss. fuck the college football committee fuck the college football playoff go back to the bcs it was an imperfect system but guess what millions of people watch baseball that's an imperfect game that's what makes baseball cool that's what made the bcs good is some people get shafted you know what more people are getting shafted with the college football playoff a 6 win
1: ohio state is going to be in the playoff 6 and 0 oh. Well, how, about we, have, proud how proud. about we have a BCS pick, the college football playoff, instead of these sure. schmucks in a chair. Sure. Let's find a middle ground. Four teams, BCS picks.
0: <laughs> no, I won't even allow that. Go back to the BCS or make the BCS better. Make the computer system better. You're allowed to do that. I the computer system isn't bad because it's innately bad. It's bad because you made it bad. But you know what's even worse? A bunch of athletic directors sitting around making making it that when Clemson and Notre Dame don't have to play their final week because they might have a Florida thing happen.
1: I mean, is the lie? A six
0: win Ohio State. We knew that the we knew that the, the Big Ten would change their rules so that Ohio State would get in.
1: Oh yeah. That was a future find and cut. Yeah. We did it prematurely.
0: They're gonna get in. Yeah. Good job, everybody. We Fine. really solved the BCS problem.
1: All right, so we went a little long, so I'm just gonna go ahead and cut that off right there. We get it. Fuck the playoffs. Bring back BCS. Don't agree, but all out. Who was the last team in a five-week period to go five and zero straight up, but zero and five against the spread? Other than the twenty twenty Kansas City Chiefs. You want to wager a guess? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> all, right, all right, so I, you don't get the answer at home, ladies and gentlemen. We don't because we don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mad about the college football playoff right now, dude.
0: It pisses me off. <laughs> Give Colson, you know, what, you know what? At least the BCS game fucking mid-major teams a shot. Oh, Coastal Carolina, they could never get in.
1: It's not the money maker, bro. It's about money. Yeah, the
0: most fucking corrupt organization on the planet behind FIFA.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's right. the the, tri- the trivia answer is actually a good one. So the last, the last team that that in a five week period went five and zero straight up and uh, five zero and five against the spread was none other than the two thousand seven New England Patriots. Which I I don't know. I, I want I wanted to get your very quick opinion. Do you think this is because that they're they're in their previous eight weeks they were so dominant that the spreads were too high? Or do you think it's because everyone has that regression to the mean? I think it's the second one.
1: I think it's the second one, but I also think that defenses were at a major disadvantage this year with the rules instituted for COVID-19, and that's why we saw such monstrous numbers being put up at the beginning. And now we're seeing the defenses temper those expectations and bring it back in and and that's including teams that don't even really have very good defenses who are able to do that so I think it was, that was a contributing factor I think that uh yeah I think it was a second option as well like it, it's it's I, they're not as dominant as I thought they were gonna be I did start like Week one of the podcast saying that I think the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs could be the 2020 2007 Patriots. It's not quite like that. It's explosive, but they're going to get beat like by the Giants. That. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> and Two. It's going to be the Washington Football Team. It's gonna, that. That's going to Rama is going to be Andy Reid's uh, kryptonite.
0: Wouldn't that be something?
1: All right. With that being said. Follow us at Podcast Rooms 303 on Instagram and Twitter. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morehead. Have a good night. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and esports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby! Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28-3? to Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.